0: Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park and 910 WTWD Plant City. It's time for Verse by Verse, sponsored by Verse by Verse Ministries.
1: Why is the Lord so concerned about this little church in Thyatira? Well, let me read verse 23 again. You'll see that this is a message for us. Verse 23. And I will kill her children with pestilence. And notice this, and all the churches, not just Thyatira, but all the churches will know that I am he who searches the minds and hearts and will give to each one of you according to your deeds. The Lord wants the other churches, all Christians, including us, to understand and take note of what he did at Thyatira for the sake of purity.
2: From Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida, this is Verse by Verse with Pastor Steve Kreloff. We welcome you to our class today. For the past several programs, we have been studying the letters to the seven churches of Revelation, Chapter 2. Pastor Steve has been leading us into some very important truths about these churches and how these truths apply to us today. We are looking at the letter to the church at Thyatira. In that letter, Christ pronounced a condemnation on the church for tolerating the false prophetess Jezebel. In just a few moments, Pastor Steve will give a bit of review from our last lesson on who this woman was and why she was so wicked. I want to remind you that you can listen to this study again and many more by going to our website www.versebyverseradio.org. In the Message Archives page, you can listen for today's study or browse through the many titles given or search by book and chapter. These are available for you to download free of charge and share with your friends. While there, you can sign up for the free podcasting service and a regular newsletter. That's www.versebyverseradio.org. I also want to remind you that this program depends on the financial gifts of interested friends to pay for radio time and the expenses of production. If you would like to share in this ministry, go to our website, versebyverseradio.org, and click on the Giving tab. You may also call us at 727-239-0306 for more information. That's 727-239-0306. Now let's get into today's study. Here's Pastor Steve.
1: If you look at chapter 18, verse 4, you'll read this. For when Jezebel destroyed the prophets of the Lord, she had, she had the prophets of the Lord killed. She thought she killed all of them. But we read that a man named Obadiah took a hundred prophets and hid them by fifties in a cave and provided them with bread and water. This ties into Elijah saying, Lord, I'm, I'm, the only, I'm the only one who is living to serve you and loves you. And God answers him, you really don't know, but I have others just like you. Well, that's all part of it. Obadiah has preserved and saved a hundred of the prophets. But she tried to eliminate all of the prophets in Israel. So she was ruthless. She is a cold-blooded murderer. And she supported hundreds of pagan prophets. We know that from the story of of Elijah who confronts the false prophets of Baal. There were hundreds of them. She supported them. These men, I might add, these, these priests or prophets of Baal were wicked men. They were wicked sex perverts that went along with Baal worship. She is so wicked that she puts the fear of death into Elijah, running, because he thinks this woman is going to kill him. So, now that you know just a little bit about the Old Testament Jezebel, you'll be able to better understand about her New Testament equivalent at Thyatira. Notice, let's go back to Revelation chapter 2, and let's read the verse again, verse 20, what God says about her. But I have this against you, that you tolerate this woman, Jezebel, And notice, here's her problem. She calls herself a prophetess. She teaches and leads my bondservants astray so that they commit acts of immorality and they eat things sacrificed to idols. She was a self-proclaimed prophetess. She claimed new revelation from God. That's what she's doing. And in, in her teaching, she is leading believers astray into immorality and idolatry. The very thing that Jezebel did in the Old Testament. Uh, this Jezebel now is doing in the church at Thyatira in New Testament times. She brought in idolatry and sexual sin. She led and taught the church that fornication and pagan idolatry were acceptable. Now, you may say, well, how could she possibly have done that? We're not told the the details of how she did that, but it might have had something to do with the business situation in Thyatira. Let me explain. Thyatira was a commercial city. It was noted for its trade guilds, or what we would call labor Unions. If you'll recall from Acts chapter 16, a woman by the name of Lydia, who came to faith in Christ, is, as Paul shared the gospel with her, Lydia was from the city of Thyatira, and she was actually a seller of purple fabrics. So she's, she's a part of the, the trades and the labor stuff going on in Thyatira. Well, each guild had its own patron deity. They had feasts, and they had... Uh, seasonal festivals that included sexual orgies. The people would congregate to decide on basic wage scales and other labor issues, but they also had these social groups involved in idolatry and sexual perversions. And so if a Christian did not want to be a part of one of these trade guilds, then it would obviously mean some severe economic hardship that may very well be the background by which Jezebel, this woman Jezebel, takes advantage of the situation. And and perhaps she said something like this, you know, you've, you've got to live. God told me this, because she says she's a prophetess. God told me, it's all right for you to be involved in this, because if you don't, you're not going to have any money. And if you don't have any money, you're going to die. And God doesn't want you dead. He wants you to be a living witness to these people. So it's all right. It's okay." to be involved in these sexual perversions and idolatry. Just go ahead. God understands, and he told me to tell you he understands, so go ahead. Now, I don't know if it was exactly like that, but it makes a lot of sense that she may very well have used the trade guilds to give this false prophecy. Now, I want you to understand that the sin of the church at Thyatira it wasn't that everybody was involved in this, but the, their sin was in tolerating this kind of teaching. They allowed Jezebel to teach and lead them astray. The sin of Thyatira was tolerating this teaching and behavior. God's word is very clear. We are to denounce immorality. We are not to be involved in idolatry. But this woman taught the church, it's all right. Go ahead. See, this church, like so many, so many churches had love, but not sound doctrine. Nobody really, as far as we can tell, stood up to her. Ephesus was different. They had sound doctrine, but lacked love. So both love and sound doctrine are needed in a local church. Doctrine without love is cold orthodoxy. It's ruthless. It's harsh. But love without doctrine produces an unbiblical tolerance that allows sin to go unpunished. And that's what was going on here. She was allowed to dominate the church. She was allowed to give these false prophetic utterances, and she led some of the members astray. So what's the correction for a situation like this? Well, the Lord moves on from condemning them to telling them what they needed to do. Notice verse 21. He says, I gave her time to repent, and she does not want to repent of her immorality. Now, it's interesting. Repentance is always the way of correction. We've read that throughout the, these letters. But the call here is not so much to the church to forsake their sin, about tolerating Jezebel, but it is to Jezebel and those who followed her teaching that they need to repent. Let me read verse 21 again. I gave her time to repent and she does not want to repent of her immorality. God had graciously given this woman and her followers time to repent, but she didn't want to. Now, sometimes we think that if God allows us to get away with sin, that he's always going to let us get away with it. That's not true. If God doesn't strike in judgment immediately. It only means that he's gracious and he's giving you time to repent. The kindness of God leads people to repentance, Romans two four. In other words, if If Jezebel, well, let me read verse 22, and you'll see what the Lord goes on to say. I gave her time to repent. She does not want to repent of her immorality. Behold, I will throw her on a bed of sickness and those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation unless they repent of her deeds. What he's saying here is if Jezebel, Jezebel, if you like bed so much, I'll put you in one. It'll be a bed of sickness, a bed of tribulation unless there is Repentance. On a bed she sins, and on a bed she will suffer. That's what the Lord is saying to this woman. And we read in verse 23 And I will kill her children with pestilence, and all the churches will know that I am he who searches the minds and hearts, and I will give to each one of you according to your deeds. This is God's severe judgment on those who profess to know him, but who live in disregard to his standards this is the same thing that jesus said or paul wrote in first corinthians chapter 11 that the corinthians who were gluttonous and were getting drunk at the lord's table some of them had died and some of them were sick this is the same thing i will deal with you severely with sickness i'll throw you on a bed of sickness if you like bed so much listen If you're involved in any sin like this, understand that Christ will give you graciously some time to repent, but not forever. There's coming a day in which he says, that's enough, that's enough. It's payday, and it's today. Do you know how Jezebel in the Old Testament died? What a wicked woman. She was permitted to continue her sin for a time, but then there was. That Pajay, the Bible says she was pushed out of the window and dogs ate her. What a wicked way, wicked woman. What a, what a horrible way to die. That's serious stuff. It's God's doing. Why is the Lord so concerned about this little church in Thyatira? Well, let's, let me read verse 23 again. You'll see that this is a message for us. Verse 23. And I will kill her children with pestilence. And, and notice this. And all the churches, not just Thyatira, but all the churches will know that I am he who searches the minds and hearts. And will give to each one of you according to your deeds. The Lord wants the other churches, all Christians, including us down through the ages, to understand and take note of what he did at Thyatira for for the sake of purity, for the sake of purity. Christ wants a pure church. We will ultimately be perfectly pure, Ephesians chapter five, verse 27, but the Lord purifies his church through suffering, through discipline. The psalmist said, it is good for me that I am, I was afflicted that I might learn thy statutes. It's It's a good thing, and so this is a message for us. We're to take note of this to say, you know what? If I'm involved in this kind of stuff, I need to repent or the Lord's going to deal with me. So what can the church at Thyatira then do now? What does the Lord expect of them? What will the pure remnant do who were not caught up? He doesn't say that everybody was caught up in this, but what about those who, who didn't practice sexual immorality and idolatry? Notice verses 24 and 25. What about them? But I say to you, the rest, here's the rest who didn't follow this wicked woman, the rest who are in Thyatira, who do not hold this teaching. So there were people in the church who didn't embrace her teaching, who have not known the deep things of Satan, as they call them. I place no other burden on you. Nevertheless, what you have hold fast until I come. Now, what is he saying here? Apparently, this situation had gone too far for the pure remnants in the church at Thyatira to, to do anything. It, it, they were not able to do anything to, to deal with this woman. They had tolerated Jezebel and her followers far too long to administer discipline now. It had just gone too long. So the Lord tells them, hang on until I deal with her. Just hang on there. Stay pure And I'll take care of Jezebel and the rest of them. Now, by the way, he calls this teaching the deep things of Satan. I'm not sure exactly what that means. He says that this is what they call it. Either the Lord is setting the record straight. Perhaps they called it something else and he says, well, they call it this, but this is what it really is, the deep things of Satan. Or else, it may have been the very beginnings of some form of Gnosticism that said something like, well, you know, you need to understand what Satan does and, and the evil that he does if you're gonna really be able to, to grasp the truth. Now, I don't know. It may have been something like that, but whatever it was, they called their teaching the deep things of Satan. So he tells the remnant, listen, don't get into a power struggle. There's nothing you can really do now. Just hang on and be pure. See, they, they didn't have the luxury back then of leaving this church, and going to another church. There wasn't another church in in the city where they lived. So Jesus says, just make sure that you obey me. Just be pure. See, basically, Jezebel and her people were running this church. She was the dominating personality and authority. And so, as I said, rather than get into a power struggle with her, the Lord simply says, hang in there in godliness and purity. I will deal with her. Just be patient. And then he gives them the courage to accomplish this by giving them two promises. So he moved from the correspondent to the commendation to the condemnation to the correction, now to courage for this church to hang in there and be patient and be pure. Verses 26 and 27. He who overcomes and he who keeps my deeds until the end, to him I will give authority over the nations, and he shall rule them. With the rod of iron, as the vessels of the potter, are broken to pieces, as I also have received authority from my Father. Now, what does this mean? This is a reference, actually, to Psalm 2. Psalm 2 refers to Christ's reign during the kingdom age, the 1,000-year millennial kingdom rule of Christ on earth. At that time, there will be instant discipline. And let me explain. Yes, everybody who initially enters the kingdom will be believers, but they'll have children. And their children won't necessarily be believers. And so there will be judgment. There will be nations rising up. There will be unbelievers born during the kingdom age. And there will need to be someone who reigns over them with an iron hand. And what our Lord is, is telling Thyatira as believers, you will reign with me. You're gonna be with me then. So he's saying in essence, Thyatira, you blew it in discipline now. You should have disciplined this woman a long time ago. You didn't. But someday you'll do it right. You'll reign right. You'll reign correctly with me. There is coming a day when you will reign. It's not now. So just hang in there until it comes. Jezebel may be dominant now, but someday it will be your turn to be dominant in a righteous way as you reign with me. That's a great promise. Great promise. You'll reign with me. Hang in there. And then notice verse 28. And I will give him, this is the overcomer, the true believer who is going to reign with him. The morning star. What is the morning star? What a precious truth. Revelation 22, verse 16 says that Christ himself, he's the morning star. He's the morning star. So at the dawning of the kingdom age, the Lord says, I give myself to my people. That's the best we could ever get. Him. When the dawning of the kingdom finally takes place, we'll be with him. He'll be with us and he will reign, and we're going to reign with him. Now, he closes with one final issue, and that is he challenges them. He gives them a challenge, a good challenge. Verse 29, he who has an ear, he who is perceptive, he who is hearing, let him hear what the Spirit, meaning the Spirit of God, says not just to the church at Thyatira, but to the churches. Hold on to what you have, but listen. Listen to my word. The message to the church at Thyatira is a message to all of us, purity. Don't tolerate sin. Deal with sin in the church. Don't participate in it. Don't listen to people who claim to be prophets. Listen to Christ. Godliness, truth, truth, obedience, purity, that's the message. That's the message of Thyatira. And so the Lord is saying it's a message to all of God's people. Let's hear it. Deal with sin. Deal with sin in our own lives. Deal with sin in the church. Let's bow for prayer. Listen, if there are any of you who claim to know Christ, but you're involved in immorality, you need to repent of that today. Not tomorrow, today. Get rid of anything that might contribute to it. Anything. Jesus said, if your right hand offends you, cut it off. Take drastic measures. If any are involved in idolatry, then deal with that as well. That means you love something too much. Could be sports, could be work, could be money. Could even be your family if you put your family ahead of the Lord. Could be all kinds of things. Could be your hobby. Whatever it might be, deal with that because Christ wants a pure church. Someday we'll be perfectly pure as we reign with Him, but He wants us to be dealing and working in sanctified purity even now. So let's take this message to heart. Make sure you know Christ, make sure you haven't deceived yourself thinking, well, I'm a believer, I'm just a little bit astray. If that's your attitude, then examine your heart, make sure that you are in the faith. Father, thank you for teaching us about this church that had a significant problem, but was in a rather insignificant city. But Lord, I thank you that you see the good and the bad in churches, which also means you see positive qualities in us as well as things that we need to repent of. But thank you. It's It's not all negative with us. There are a lot of virtuous things that you've wrought in our lives. So I pray that you'll help us to be encouraged by that. You see what others don't. You are omniscient. And Lord, I pray that you'll help us to be more balanced like that. Not to be negative, but to be negative where it needs to be, where we need to be negative, but positive as well. Not to be totally negative. Lord, I pray for purity in each of our hearts, in my heart and the heart of our people, that if there's anything that needs to be repented of, help us to do that. And Lord, protect us as a church from people who would dominate and lead your people astray. May we be geared to the word of God and may we be discerning of those who would try to lead Christians here at Lakeside astray. So, Father, take these words and just apply them to our hearts. Help us as we face a world, Lord, to, um, to face this world this week with faith in you, and courage and strength, and to be just available to you to witness wherever you want us to witness. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: This study is the fourth in the series of seven letters to the churches in Revelation chapter 2. There are three more letters to go. I'm sure you won't want to miss any of the classes. You can sign up for the free podcasting service at our website so you don't miss any. Just go to www.versebyverseradio.org. While there, you can also sign up for our regular newsletter to keep you informed of verse-by-verse activities and those of Lakeside Community Chapel. Pastor Steve would welcome your visit to Lakeside Community Chapel at any service. The chapel is located at 1893 Sunset Point Road in Clearwater, Florida. The phone number of the chapel is 727 441 1714 if you'd like more information about service times and special events. Visit their website at www.lakesidechapel.com. Verse by Verse is an outreach ministry of Lakeside Community Chapel and is supported by the prayers and financial gifts of listeners like you. If you feel the Lord leading you to help, you can go to the verse-by-verse website, versebyverseradio.org, and click on the Giving tab, or call us at 727-239-0306. You can also listen to the current radio broadcast at the website, or download it for later use. That's versebyverseradioalloneword.org. all one word.org. In our next class of Verse by Verse, Pastor Steve will be discussing the letter to the church at Sardis. Come prepared with Bible, notepad, and pen to take notes. Until then, may the Lord bless you. I'm your announcer, Ken Anderson.
0: I bring
1: you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the city of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord.
0: It's the birth of Jesus Christ, the story of good news, and joy to the world. Merry Christmas. From Faith Talk 570 and 910, WT Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.